Welcome to Street Startups, the innovative podcast for those who are looking to use their skills and talents to start successful businesses. Join us for each episode as we introduce you to successful community-based entrepreneurs and discuss the strategies necessary to launch your startup. Join startup strategists Tracy Syfax and CJ Meenan to learn more about what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur in your community. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Street Startups. I'm here as always with my partner Tracy Syfax. How are you, Tracy? I listen, I am doing great. The Eagles won, so what else can I say? <laughs> oh, you got it. You gotta love it, right? You gotta love it. Absolutely. In the basement, so I'm gonna be quiet about football tonight. Uh, listen, a little sad about the Giants and football, but boy, I couldn't be happier about our guest tonight. We yeah. have probably one of the one of the most exciting folks that we've had in a long time. Because he crosses paths with both of us at, at various times in our careers, which has never happened before. So I want to introduce our listeners to Ray uh, Chavis. And, and Ray, how are you, partner? So good to have you here tonight. You are, are just the, 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 one of the top guests we've had in terms of entrepreneurial learning. Ooh. You've had this game for such a long time on the learning side and the application side. I'm just going to hand it to you and, and give us a little flavor, my friend. Give us, thank tell you. us about yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, team. Peace, Tracy. Thanks. Peace, CJ. I appreciate you guys for having me. Um, Yeah, Ray Chavis, just a young brother growing up in Irvington and Newark. Same story. Um, Coming up throughout the carceral system for a long time, since I was about 13 years old, Um, always held on to entrepreneurship as my lifeline. Um. Got introduced to entrepreneurship, attending Central Ward Boys Club as a child. I grew up in Central Ward Boys Club. In the 80s, there was a, a, a man named Steve Mariotti, and he introduced me to the word through my brother, entrepreneurship. And I held on to that word. It was the biggest word that I learned back then, and I had never knew of it before, but somehow I knew that it was for me. It gave me the ability to feel like I could be great at something, and this wasn't something that was taught at the schools. Um Moved on maybe about 11 years old. My brother, he had a paper route. He went to start cutting hair or going to the golf course. He passed the paper route on to me at 11 years old. At 11 years old, I learned how to run my own business. I learned the importance of efficiency, being there on time, customer service, um, and ultimately managing your money properly. I moved on. He moved on and went to college. I started cutting hair, cutting his old clients. I was okay at it, wasn't great at it, however, it still paid the bills or it still, uh, you know, allowed me to feed my entrepreneurial spirit. I mm. took a detour, got involved in the streets for many years, in and out of carceral spaces because of it. Um, my last bid, I received 25-year prison sentence at 25 years old. However, before I went in, I was able to, you know, still secure relative success. I had started my own nightclub, opened up a barbershop and established my vitamin company by the time I was 24 years old. However, all of it went to, you know, it, it all went to mush when I got 25 years at 25. Throughout my time, I wound up, you know, I still was cultivating that spirit, still reading, um, still reading around international trade, still reading around real estate, still reading about um, personal fitness training. And the irony of, of me reading about personal fitness training and that being the first business that I started when I came home, I never cared too much about school, never liked formal education. However, gym was something that I always got an A in. 
always did the most pull-ups. I always could pull a rope to the top and sign my name. I could always do the push-ups. I could always run. So fast forward um, after my incarceration, or oh, pardon me, before my incarceration, I mean, before my release, I was offered the opportunity to attend formal education. I earned my associate's degree um, through the yeah. New Jersey STEP program, which gave me the opportunity to attend Rutgers and earn my bachelor's degree. Wow. Um, while I was in a halfway house, I secured my bachelor's degree in political science. I got released into COVID. Um, who would have ever known? Just got released from prison, and now we're back on lockdown. Ooh. It didn't Ooh. stop me. I'm still at the park every day. And as I'm at the park every day doing what I do, because it's not only an outlet for me, exercising, it was therapeutic for me. Individuals were walking by asking me, was I a trainer? I said, yeah, I'm a trainer. I went home, researched how I become certified, looked up ISSA certification, got certified within a couple of months. Um, before, within three months, I had a, a portfolio of clients. I'm training them in the park. A few months later, I think some of the gyms started to open up as the gym started to open up. I got near start secure more training. The gym pretty much liked me. So I started establishing hit class. They put me in charge of the high in intense interval training classes. And I started training there. Um, while I was doing that, I was offered a job with a nonprofit organization in Newark, New Jersey called Newark Community Street Team doing community violence intervention work where I was able to show up to work as myself, use mm -hmm. my lived experience to try to save the lives of individuals that went down similar paths of mine and repair the community that I helped destroy. As gratifying as that was and as gratifying as personal training was, I took on both roles and mm -hmm. I was burning from both ends from 6 o'clock a.m. to 10 o'clock p.m. I'm working. I'm either training or I'm working. Uh, shortly thereafter, I approached two partners that came through the system with me and that also participated in the Mountain View program. I said, hey, we need to start a real estate um, a business, not only for ourselves, but for other brothers coming through the system. So that way we can show them that there's a way um, that they can make money or they can get into this real estate industry. One accepted, one declined, said that he wasn't there for me. Uh, lo and behold, uh, we established another business. So that's my second business. And I'm only home two. I'm wasn't even home two years. And I established my second business. My second mm -hmm. business was the real estate business. We secured a home from a wholesaler um, within months of establishing that business. Uh, I'm currently now on my fourth home, being home three years from prison, having established two LLCs and three promotions with my current job. So wow. that's my story right now. And I just, I'm just a believer that if you stay on the right track and you continue yeah. to do the right thing and you stay true to yourself and you stay disciplined, determined, you'll persevere. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Love it. Love it. Love it. Tracy, go ahead. Yeah. That, that, that's, it's, it's so many, so many nuggets I can pull from there. Um, Ray, so many parallels to, to your life, um, the way you grew up, where you come from, where you are today, your entrepreneur spirits. We say it here all the time, especially on Street Startups, that when we hear these stories, these entrepreneurial journeys um, from ideal to concept, um, I know you had a lot of time to think about everything that you're putting in plan today. Um, let's talk a little bit about when one comes home, the mindset. As you said, you always was an entrepreneur. You know, yeah. we tend sometimes to go off the wrong track and, and end up, you know, uh, um, in, in, in the system, but you all, you came back, you came back and you used everything that you learned from previous years to be the successful person you are today. Talk a little bit, Ray, about those transferable skills. I really believe, and this is why me and CJ love teaching inside the prison, because that's where those skills lie. Like talk a little bit about those transferable skills that you 
use the date for um for your success. Absolutely. So transferable skills, when we're talking about that, we're talking about what some call hustling and what some call entrepreneurship. Same thing. It's just about the positive versus the negative. A lot of negative connotation come with hustling. People automatically think that it's something for nothing. That's not necessarily the case. That's True. just the narrative that somebody is trying to sell you. Ultimately, if you had hustle when you were doing the negative, you take that hustle, you just apply it to something positive and you'll be successful. And so that's all I did. Ultimately, like you said, I still had the entrepreneurial spirit while I was inside. I just abstained from my negative activities and I directed all that energy towards things positive. I paid attention while I sat inside. Many comrades will attest to this. We watch Shark Tank religiously. We talk about business religiously. We share books around real estate religiously. We watch The Apprentice religiously. We talked about these things. And when we start receiving formal education and we start to learn how to communicate and um, apply these uh, theoretical skills that you learn through formal education to our lived experiences, you have like a well or you machine at that point. And that's ultimately what I did. Once I was introduced to formal education and because I had already had experience um, with entrepreneurship, I just came home and applied that. But there's a couple of things that I made sure I said to myself and committed myself to and conditioned myself to do before I was released. One, I conditioned myself to be on go for 16 hours a day with a lot and only eight hours of rest and eating for myself. And so I'm committed to that. 6 a.m. I'm up every day until 10 p.m. in the evening and I'm productive all those days. Secondly, that people, places and things on peace that we hear in all those programs, that is so significantly true around the individuals that you entertain and the conversations that you entertain. One, coming home, you don't really have time to rap about no nonsense, gossip, negative stuff, because that will either keep you at a standstill or take you backwards. But two, um, it's taken away from something. So that people, places and things is a real thing out here. And then third to the point around networking, which correlates to the people, places and things. The people, places and things only matter if it's related to your network and your network is certainly contingent upon your network. So are you going to make sure the people, places and things that you're around are adding to you and pouring into you and you're staying away from the old things? You go back to the old thing when it's time to help them, when you're when you have enough footing to go back to help. But two vulnerable individuals or two negative individuals or two individuals that aren't really doing right, y'all ain't got no business being together. Mm -hmm. Now, nah, you're right, brother. Listen, those are all good nuggets, man, CJ. Brilliant stuff, right? Thank you. And uh, what I love is a lot. everything you just shared applies to everyone, no matter whether they came coming home from prison or not, right? But let's focus on you as a lifelong learner. How old were you when you took that class with Steve? Mm. Um. My, the entrepreneur class that I took with Steve Mariotti was, it was in 87. So shit, it was, it was almost 40 years at this point. Yeah. And the irony is that I didn't take the class directly. My older brother took the class okay. and I learned through him. So I know who Steve Mariotti is through him. Yeah, I learned about entrepreneurship through my brother because he came home and he talked about Steve. He came home and talked about entrepreneurship and me being the youngest brother of three. Um, I, I just remember all these things. And then an article came out and one of my comrades is still at East Jersey state prison, Zumar Daniels. He also was in an article. My brother name is Kenneth Chavis. He was in an article and Zumar Daniels was in an article that Steve taught at Central War Boys Club for being some of the young, young and upcoming entrepreneurs. So it's very, it, it's funny because I didn't get a chance to interface with Steve. However, I hold his name 
and the idea of entrepreneurship in my head for the last 40 years. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. You, you, I didn't know that part of the story, right? We've talked and, and look, it just shows the power of a, of a, of a great teacher, right? Yes. Steve is certainly a great teacher. And while he was teaching at Central Ward, I was teaching over at Broadway unit for the boys and girls. Hawthorne with Miss Banks in them. I know. So it's just, just amazing synergies there. But what I really want to focus on is you continued your education and and tell folks, I mean, you just graduated from another entrepreneurship workshop at NJIT yep. uh, at the Innovation Center there. And, and, and tell us about that uh, and tell us why you went back to school. You're running businesses. You've already been trained in entrepreneurship. Why go back to school at this point? I go back to school because I'm dedicated to my growth and development. Any entrepreneur understand that you have to stay. You have to stay ahead of the curve, and in order to stay ahead of the curve, you have to stay in the know. Mm. Um, the NJIT uh, Innovative Entrepreneurship Program was amazing. The one di distinct difference that I recognize from that um, to the prior entrepreneur program is the individuals like Tracy that came to tour us here with lived experiences, with an experience that I could connect to. So I was already connected to entrepreneurship, but when you see your future like I see in Tracy from myself, when you see an individual that have been down the same roles and have been able to come successful, it just expresses validation for me. Um, secondly, the network is very important. When I meet the likes of John Harmon or Gerald Whitaker of individuals that give their stories or Malik Carey and they tell their stories of this is where I start and this is how you have to pivot. These are the things that you have to pay attention to. Um, don't believe the hype that you don't work for anybody by being an entrepreneur because you work for all your customers at this point. These are the things that you can only get from interfacing with humans with lived experiences. And so that's why this program was so significant. And it resonated with me more as an individual that have had those bumps and bruises, that have had those uh, encounters where if that explanation was not given, I may not have known like, okay, I thought it was sweet becoming an entrepreneur. So that's the thing that I got from the most recent entrepreneurship program. And I'm going to continue down this path. And I think anything that an individual is dedicated to doing, you have to continue to keep your iron sharp and you got to keep more irons in the fire. Mm. So that's why I do that. That's powerful. That's brilliant. Tracy? That Man, that, that that is powerful, man. It is so many things. And, and we have to get Ray back, CJ. We we have to do a Ray, Ray Shavis part two. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm here for you, brothers. I'm so here for nuggets, you. Man. But let me let me let me hone down on because you mentioned um people, places, and things, and that you only go back to help someone and you only go back to pull someone up. Um let's talk a little bit about your advocacy work, Ray, because sometimes that gets lost in our day-to-day -day operation because we as entrepreneurs, especially those who are formerly impacted, we come home and yes, we want to make sure that financially um, we're doing what we need to do as successful entrepreneurs, but that advocacy work, you know, Absolutely. I told you earlier that, you know, I spent a year help implementing this, the um, Trenton Street teams yeah. in Trenton, New Jersey, and knowing that here you are on your path um, to, you know, moving up in the ranks with the North community street teams. Absolutely. The whole mission of the street teams is to go out into our communities, whether it's North, whether it's Trenton, whether it's Asbury Park, and reduce violence, reduce Absolutely. gun violence. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about your advocacy work, Ray. Absolutely. And certainly special shout out to my brothers, Perry Shaw and Trent Street team out there. They're my brothers, and we definitely love them and support them. So, yeah, um, social entrepreneurship. 
I'm going to always tie that entrepreneurship piece in it because we're talking about social entrepreneurship, community violence intervention, social entrepreneurship, community based public safety, social entrepreneurship, healing individuals, trauma. That's social entrepreneurship. So this is the work that I do professionally as a community violence interventionist. My job is to go back in the community and take what I've learned and redistribute it back to the community or the most vulnerable among us. The reason why I do this is because I pull from the book of Maya Angelou and Toni Morrison that say you learn and teach, you learn and teach, you learn and teach. Not only do when you know better, you do better. When you know better, you tell everybody else how to do better. You show yeah. them how to do better. So I'm an advocate in that regard. Um, my department is the Harvest Interventionist where I have a bunch of individuals um, that are affiliated or associated former perpetrators in any regard. And these all these individuals have decided to become change agents like myself. And they allow me to pour into them. And so it's my duty to go in my bag, to go back to entrepreneurship programs, to, to tap into my network so that way I can pour into them and they can go pour into their caseload. So that's what I do as advocacy. But we do so many other things. We do trauma healing through our trauma recovery center. We offer victim services, helping individuals fill out their VCCO and act as the conduit so that they for individuals that have been traumatized with their experiences with law enforcement. We have an overdose response team for individuals that don't necessarily want their records ran when they're dying from an overdose. We have individuals from the community that will come. And one of our most significant Two most significant is our safe passage department where we cover down on 20 schools throughout city throughout the city to make sure children do not have to deal with bullying while they're trying to focus on education at school. And the second most significant department is our hospital violence intervention program where we have community health care workers that address individuals at bedside to prevent them from retaliating and becoming re-victimized by offering them wraparound services from a community based lens. Because we all know that when nurses or individuals that represent a system show up, sometimes it's seen we're a little skeptical of that mm -hmm. if we're sitting in a hospital in this vulnerable position. But if individuals that live down the street as community care health workers, because we represent the community and our agency is full of individuals from the community that come back to serve, you feel a little bit more at ease to allow this individual to offer you services or be receptive of these individual services. Because after all, we're all being met at the crossroads yes. and who better can have this conversation meeting an individual at the crossroad, but someone that has been at that crossroad and made that crossover. No, absolutely, man. We say it all the time in the criminal justice world. Uh, my, my dear friend um, from New York, Glenn Martin said, those closest to the problem are close to solutions, but further from the resources and power. And you yeah. are the epitome and you are the example, Ray. And, and I can't thank you enough for everything that you do. Like I said, CJ, we have to come back and do this again. No I mean, this, no this right here is so I'm many here things for you, brothers. about with Ray because Ray is the reason why we go into prisons. Ray is the reason why we go into prisons is because it's people like Ray, it's people like myself. And I say it all the time, CJ, you know this. There's no better example than the example. That's right. So we put Ray and I come into classroom talking about where we come from and, and, and the backgrounds that we have and how we were able to use entrepreneurship as a tool to be successful. There's no better player person to hear from. So we got to get Ray inside the prison system also, CJ, as one of our guest speakers. Absolutely. I'm here for you. Right. And a special shout out and salute to all my brothers in New Jersey State Prisons. Peace yes. to the guys, peace to the comrades. Everybody right. stay up. We out here paving the lane for you. We just waiting for you, brothers and sisters. Yes, my man. CJ? Excellent. Fellas, look, 
that's a great way for us to cap it off tonight. And we we got two great final words out of Tracy and Ray tonight. So, Ray, thank you so much for being here and being such a powerful example. Tracy, as always, uh, you crushed it and your insights so on point, so on point. So, you know, just to wrap it up, folks, I, I hope uh, the message that Ray brought to us tonight about the entrepreneurial spirit of service, of mm -hmm. giving back to our communities. I love it. Learn and teach. Learn and teach. I challenge all our listeners, go back to your community and bring your gifts and talents to the folks in those communities in a positive way. And we will see you next time on Street Startups. Peace. 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 We're taking it to the streets from New York to California. Be sure to tune in for the next episode of Street Startups Podcast and visit us at streetstartups.live.